Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's looking fly, when isn't he? He's Luke Bly, Master Bly Walker, how are you doing mate? Oi, oi, Savaloi. Yeah, no, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You know, I, I, I've been seeing a few people, you know, like saying, oh, those January blues, I'm really mm-hmm. feeling it at the moment and that. But look, when I, and to be honest, I, you know, I hear you. I see you. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Matty Boy feels maybe a bit similar. However, I can't, look, personally, I can't be that Debbie Downed because, right, because... It's not long till Star Wars Celebration. It's really not that long. <laughs> Is it? We are Is flying it? towards Celebration. The January blues are there. They're very real. But by the time you're listening to this, January is almost over. The January blues are so real, I almost called you daddy in the intro. So there we go. <laughs> but Star Wars Celebration, is, mate, mate, we are. Maybe, well, you are. You're, you're, the, you're the podcast daddy. We're about, yeah. what? Eight weeks away now from the biggest Star Wars themed event in the galaxy. But we will yeah. be having some news about another Star Wars themed event coming around celebration soon, won't we, mate? In the next week. Yeah. Yeah, next week, guys, listeners, people come into Star Wars Celebration in London in April. Um Yeah, keep your eyes and ears peeled or open, whatever. Ooh, ooh. I said that. <laughs> last week didn't i I was like what is it yeah i don't know i'm so excited Uh, it don't matter (laughs) Um, if if you didn't know we are we are putting on an after party a lot of you guys know that but details will be coming soon um i'll say this keep the saturday open that is the 8th um of april saturday the 8th of april uh 2023 keep that evening open because there's stuff yes. going on either side. There's there's stuff going on every night of celebration. There's stuff it's going gonna on be, the whole time. Keep that open. It's going to be huge. And mm. like Lukey Boy said, keep your eyes peeled on the socials. We know a lot of you have been mm. asking about it, and for that we are eternally grateful. You've asked for it. You wanted to see it. We're going to be giving you those details next week. Oh. Keep your eyes peeled. We cannot wait to share with you what we've been cooking up in the kitchen. But before then, mate, we've got something, another tasty morsel to feast on. The Patreon oh, yeah. watch along, mates. It's, ca- it's coming. It's coming at the end of this week when you're listening. Solo, a Star Wars story. We're talking about something. Talking about the the month is flying. I'm a flyer. I'm a pilot. Solo, a Star Wars story watch along. Oh. Coming at the end of this week, mate. January the twenty seventh. We can't wait. And again, we know so many of you are excited because it's a way to dust off those old January blues. If you're not signed up to our Patreon, you're going to want to do, aren't you, mate? And watch Solo of all of us and all the sickheads. Come on, solo, solo is, is is a good laugh. It is, it is a real good laugh, mate. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be watching it on your Blu-ray. 
I've made that decision because last time I was like, I, I, I could have sworn like it might, because I was hosting it last time on the Zoom and I was like, oh, my internet, it is Lagging. doing a lot at the moment. And meanwhile, my missus is in the other bedroom watching Netflix. I'm streaming solo. I'm hosting the Zoom stuff. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to watch on Blu-ray. Don't Good really point. know why I've said that. Don't really know why I've decided to, to leave that revelation. You can watch it on yeah. Blu-ray. You can watch a DVD. You can watch a Disney Plus. You can watch yeah. it on a bootleg copy for a week here. Don't say no, oh, no well. to Solo, because we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we don't endorse bootlegs. <laughs> no. No, pay Disney. Pay yeah. Disney. Yeah. Pay, pay Lucasfilm. <laughs> we're good boys. That's um, right. Listen. Listen, mate. We have a stunner. A stunner of a main discussion um this week i am super excited for it matty boy um we've been we've we've floated this idea for a discussion for a while um and i've got thoughts i have thoughts i have opinions oh and i can't wait to hear yours mate so as always as always it is a stone cold stunner of an episode but before that i always get interrupted by those naughty chimes in the background of big ben Mm. kenobi Mm -hmm. of course i know what it means so do you mate but tell the listeners What's it all about? It must mean, my boy, it's Galactic News Round. Stunt coordinator George Cottle has confirmed that filming has wrapped for Skeleton Crew. Less than a year after opening, Disney is reducing the cost of a stay in the Galactic Star Cruiser in an attempt to increase bookings. When asked about returning to a galaxy far, far away, Daisy Ridley said she was open to a phone call. Whereas Amelia Clark stated, no, I'm genuinely having a wicked time on Marvel, though they're absolutely brilliant. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, the recently released trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3 garnered 83.5 million views in its first 24 hours, making it the most viewed Disney Plus Star Wars trailer. This is Guy Henry, known for playing Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Yes, what an absolute banging tune for the book of Boba Fett. Guess what, mate? This week we are talking about the book of Boba Fett. We're talking about the book of Boba Fett specifically one year on. It was released at the end of 2021, which seems so long ago now. And then for seven weeks, Star Wars Sessions was the place for you to get your fet. And we were always on hand with your shand. And we're back again this week to talk about the show, what we thought. We've had a rewatch. Both of us have rewatched the show. 
We've had a little watch. How does it sit with us one year later? What's the reaction been like from the fans? What's the impact the show has had? Has it had any impact whatsoever at all? And has a year been kind to a show that, when it came out, let's face it, garnered mixed reviews, I think. A lot of people were disappointed at the time that it wasn't, you know, the badass Boba Fett we saw in The Mandalorian. Others were pleasantly surprised that it wasn't that particular version of Boba Fett and they tried something different. Plus there were people in the middle who thought, I just don't know what their plan was for this show. So we're going to talk about it now, but the question is like, Lukey boy, now that you've rewatched it a year later with new eyes and since then we've had Kenobi, we've had Andor, we've had all this other good stuff. How are you feeling now on the show a year on? I have a funny relationship with the book of Boba Fett, Matty boy. Um, that relationship goes like, I can't stop watching it, really. I don't know what it is. I do not know <laughs> what it is. Um, Tim's teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was watching. I was watching an episode. Um, and my missus did say, what's wrong with his teeth? <laughs> she was like, oh, brilliant. That's what I was like. What do you mean? She was like, it's like they're from like an action figure like they're like plastic and they've just been stuck on these yeah um listen each to their own yeah each to their own yeah um i i do love boba fett as a series however i am not blinded by the love do you know what i mean uh, lo- love has made you blind no mate no um <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not perfect, and I think this this episode, mate, this discussion is almost going to be like really therapeutic to kind of get yeah. some things off my chest, see what you think, see what the listeners think, um, because there was there was so much hype for this show. Mm-hmm. You know, Boba Fett is such a popular character in in in, in pop culture yeah. and in Star Wars, and when you look at what he did in the original trilogy. And the holiday special, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not maybe it's not quite what his reputation did do anything. was. Do you know? And I think that's maybe maybe that's a generational thing as well because we weren't there. You know, we grew up with Django Fett, and we loved we loved Tim Morrison. We loved yep. a bit of Django Fett and Attack of the Clones. Um, but yeah, with the with the Boba Fett thing, I think a lot of people had a preconceived idea of what. Boba Fett should have been and what it could have been. And maybe they're right. And maybe they're right. So it, like you said, it's thereabouts been a year, mate, um, since the book of Boba Fett, uh, Disney Plus's second Star Wars show. I think that's really important as well. This was the first Star Wars show that wasn't the Mandalorian. Yeah. There's some big shoes to fill. Big shoes. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. (laughs) Mate, boy was like, well, (laughs) that's it. Yeah. Uh, go on, mate. Let me pass it to you, man. It's been a year since mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett. Um, you know, do, do you wake up on a Tuesday morning and think to yourself, oh, fancy watching a little bit of the uh, streets of Mosespa today? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? A year on, mate. I mean, I enjoyed the Book of Boba Fett last year. I rode the highs of it very much, but also was there for when it kind of meandered a bit more and having mm-hmm. rewatched it a year later and the binge watch is extremely important. We'll, I'm sure we'll get onto the modes of watching, but mm-hmm. overall I'm even more mixed on the show now than I think I was last year. 
I'm riding those highs even more now because this show is bonkers. It's so much fun at times. And mm-hmm. it feels like that kind of wacky, zany, odd Star Wars humour that George Lucas himself would be a fan of. <laughs> but it's so disjointed. It's so messy. It, you know, mm-hmm. it's at times it's directionless. And it's the potential of what could have been. Or a lot of it is the why of it. Our friend Ken Knapsock says that all the time, you know, the why. And it's something which I watched when I was rewatching the book of Boba Fett. Like, why are we doing Why is this here? Why are we seeing this? Why is this character there? Why? And that's it. If it there was a lot here, which <laughs> it left a lot to be desired. But at the same time, when I was rewatching it, binge watching it, mm-hmm. it was great to binge watch. It did, this did not work on a week to week basis for me. Some shows do, mm-hmm. but Andor mm-hmm. for me did. You know, I, I, I quite enjoyed that. Rewatching the book of Boba Fett and being able to blast it out over a weekend. Do you know what? I re- I know I was get I got into it. I was really into it because I didn't have to wait to see what's going on. You get you get past the first few episodes, which are admittedly very good. You get to the mods, right, and then you move on from there. Then you get to the detour. Then you get to the the big old finale, and it works so much yeah. better together. But um, yeah, I have a mixed reaction to this show. Don't hate it. You know, it's not, we're not going to come into this now saying I hate this show. No, I don't. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a bad show per se. But there's bad things about it, which I think negatively impact my enjoyment. But it is also a lot of fun. And Tim Werner Morrison is such a king in this. It did need he more Ming Na Wen, though. Everything needs more Ming Na Wen. Well, you would say that, mate, because I'm pretty sure if she's at um, Star <laughs> Celebration London in a, in, in a few months' time, then you're going to just like bag her as your new wifey, to be honest. <laughs> That's right. That husband of yours, don't worry about him. Yeah. You've got a I podcast think you're- coast here. Uh, and there, I think there's going to be a long line of people behind you, mate. Yeah, um, podcast host right here. Listen, mate. Listen, I, I, I see you. I see you. I hear you. This show is crazy. <laughs> this show is mental. And the more I rewatch it, and I seem to just watch it in a very weird order. I don't watch it like from one to seven. I did recently, just because we were doing this episode, yes, right? Yeah. But um, I always find myself just like either flicking out, like flicking on the old uh, Mando 2.5 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, chapters five and six. Great episodes. Some extent, seven. Yes. I mean, what gets me is it, it, it really, it feels like two completely different shows. And in my rewatch, I found that once I got to episode four, chapter four of Boba Fett, I was like, oh yeah, that's it. That's it. He's, he's done. This, this story's finished. It's just the battle next. But in reality, the story isn't finished for Boba in that instant time. And because the next two episodes are Mando centric, and then you've got the finale, which is the battle from Mosespa, right? And, uh, you know, I've got a lot of thoughts and I've got a lot of feelings about this show and I can't help but feel like at times this show didn't really know what it wanted to be, despite the fact it it does have a, a, a quite a simple, um, quite a simple premise. like premise, yeah, and point that it's trying to make, you know. Even at the beginning, beginning of the season, Boba's making the point, oh, look, I can't do this without my armour. Yeah, I, I can't do that without my armor. Mm-hmm. It's this relationship that he's going through that he he he's effectively living in the shadow of his father, and he's moving away from that. He's becoming a more one with nature. He was taught that through the Tuscans, right? 
you know, these are stories that maybe we've even seen and heard of before. A lot of people, um, I think, compared it to Dances with Wolves and, you know, yes. film, films like that, right? And yeah, th- those comparisons are absolutely, absolutely correct and accurate. Um, but then at times, you can't help but think to yourself, why? Why are we go? Why are we going down this route? Like mm-hmm. during the whole series, I was like, this this whole thing, the whole bad guy. And I think this series has a bad guy problem. Being massively so, the Pike Syndicate running <clears throat> spice through Tatooine. That's the problem. Did you? That's yes. the whole. And it's like that's the conceit of it all. He wants to rid the. He wants to stop the spice trade through of on Tatooine, which in a real world sense, yeah, great. But we don't know. We don't really know what spice does. We just we just been told it's a hallucinogenic, but well, you don't we, we see don't, what it does. We don't see anything about it. No. Which you know, look, I don't want to necessarily see train spotting in Star Wars to see the uh, the effects of spice and all that. <laughs> though it would be a laugh. You and McGregor, you and McGregor <laughs> in between Episode Three and Kenobi. Um, but we, we this 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 is a lot of. It's kind of like kind of tell, but just don't show as well with the book of Boba Fett. He wants to be mm-hmm. the crime lord. He wants to be the daimyo, but at the end of the day, he doesn't really, I don't think. Doesn't really. What the, the problem for me is, and this may be mm-hmm. a, a pretty broad statement, but upon rewatch with my critical eye on, because I can't help it, what does Boba Fett himself achieve in this season? You know, the Pikes, the Pikes were there, but you know they were they you know they weren't really doing anything until Boba decided to attack them. Um, there was, I'm, you know, I'm watching. Like, what did he achieve? He obviously we knew he was alive because the Mandalorian, uh, season two, showed us that, and we saw how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. But from mm-hmm. start to finish, nothing. I don't really see any change in the character of Boba Fett because when he got out of the Sarlacc, he was the Boba Fett we knew him as, the kind of compassion. Mm. And, and people will say how he wasn't, but he was. He was hard nosed, but he was compassionate at the end of the day. When we'd seen from the films, the little we'd seen, he was just a cold-hearted bounty killer, bounty hunter. Sorry, the EU made him out to be the bit of bad dude. You know, you can run, mm-hmm. but you'll die tired, kind of guy. Um, I didn't really. And in the end of the book of Boba Fett, he's still the same kind of slightly hard-nosed but compassionate guy after all of it. And the and in, and, and people point to the Clone Wars and say, well, in the Clone Wars, you know, but in the in the Clone Wars, little Boba. He also kept saying he was Boba Fett, which is really annoying. But he showed he had a heart there as well. He, he wasn't just this ruthless killer in the Clone Wars. He had a moral compass, which this shows Boba Fett did. And I liked that. I love that they just didn't have him be the bad guy all the time. Would I have liked to have seen a bit more, you know, like bad Boba? Yes, of course I would have done. It would have been fun. But um, I don't really see the development for the character from start to finish, which kind of makes me think, what was the point? Had we had two more episodes with him and maybe seen a little bit more internal struggle, a bit more with the character of Boba Fett, the man behind the mask, because he didn't really have his helmet on. Let's, let's find out a little bit more. We saw the flashbacks, but that was just of his time post Sarlacc. I'd have loved to have found out more about Boba Fett, a few more chapters about him. What makes him Boba Fett rather than just being told, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't, he needs his armor. Um, oh, you know, we don't want to be ruled by idiots anymore. I'm going to be the crime Lord. I want to find out more about <laughs> Boba Fett. If they're going to go like Steph Green's episode two blew the doors off. That is special Star Wars, special it's good. Star Wars. And I want it's very good. more things like that. It, it just felt so disjointed, mate. And I don't think there was too much of a progression for the character of Boba from start to finish. 
that's my opinion from rewatching it. I mean, are you disagreeing with that at all? I, I, I slightly. Mm. I'm going to push back slightly, you know, because, you know, I do think at the start of the series, you know, you're seeing a guy who isn't much different to the Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi, you know, other than he's kind of, he's, he's incredibly vulnerable, you know, and he's going to be vulnerable because the guy (laughs) ain't got any armor. He's got acid burns on him and he's effectively a slave, you know, to the Tuscans. Um, and then by the end of the series, effectively, I think what it, what it, what it shows is that he has a family, you know, Fennec Shand, even though he gained family in the Tuscan tribe, he lost those, but he, he, he took really the essence of what that Tuscan tribe was and now has it, you know, with, um, Fennec, with the mods, with, um, Cassantan. Arguably, arguably, um, and this is the thing, mate. I think at times what the Book of Boba Fett struggles with is one of our favorite, one of our favorite sayings on the El Sesh is the execution. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's great. Mm. What have you got? J2O. I've got an orange and passion fruit J2O. Other soft drinks are available, but mm, I thought I'd crack open something sweet I- for tonight's sweet talk. I well, oh, good man. I always used to feel like I was drinking like a beerio when I was having a sweet J two O in the pub as a kid. Do you know what I mean? These things, yeah, love them, love them, mate. I don't know. I, I so I, you know, I push back slightly. But where does However, it set him up though? Where does he? Where does he go next from this? To add to your point, what what's next for Bo? Can he go back to being like Mando's right hand man now that we've seen he's just a nice guy? I mean, he's nice enough, but, you know, you're still not going to mess with him, are you? Like, he's still, like, stabbed Cad Bane, like, bang, right in the the chest. The dude can fight. The Mm -hmm. the dude can defend himself. I think what he he does in Book of Boba Fett, he's he's effectively growing more of a conscience, right? Mm -hmm. He's moving away from what his dad taught him. Yep. Yeah, and what his dad left is a legacy, you know, his upbringing. And he's maybe realizing just because he is a clone, because that's what Boba Fett is. He is an he's unaltered clone. clone. And we, we see this type of storytelling in Clone Wars. Just because he's a clone, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the exact same as his dad. His mm-hmm. dad, Django, was more ruthless. He was probably just a money-orientated, money-driven yeah, yep. he was Boba. the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. Was his reputation he was, and and so and so was Boba. You know, at one point. However, I think the difference between someone like Django and Boba is Boba's got a few more years on his dad by now. He's he's lived longer than his dad, and I think he's starting to think, "Look, I nearly died, and and it weren't worth it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like the, the life I was living mm-hmm. wasn't all that. And we, he, he was thrown in that Sarlacc pit, and that's and when he crawled out, uh, there was no one there waiting to save him. You know, no, nobody no. was trying to. Uh, and uh, to that point, yes. Yeah, so t- and when the Tuscans came for him, they just kicked his head in, and like you say, Precisely. saved him. Bib Fortuna didn't come for him, or any of, or mm-hmm. Dengar, or any of those other lads. He was, you know, he's gone. Good point. You know, long live yeah. the king. So, to your point, Good to agree point. with your point as well. Yes, that you know, this life ain't for him because what? Where did it get him? Well, half, ha- half eaten, half dead. However, I I I can't help but feel like this 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 plays in well to 
my ne- the next point, right? And it is the <laughs> elephant in the room. And it is the, that didn't, it didn't take too long to tell that story. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and effectively, you, I, you know, it, with the creation of this, it does baffle me a little bit. And I'm, I'm going to say this once again now. Yeah. I enjoy this stuff. I like this stuff. I love when Boba Fett leans into the weirdness. And I feel like for whatever reason, this show can, it can get away with like we, we always, I always bring it up. I don't shut up about it, but like the, 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 the lizard up the nose thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Out in the desert stuff. You know, yeah. And then he goes on like a trip. Do you know what I mean? And literally like an acid trip trip goes, yeah, comes back warned. with like a log. Like, Oh, yeah. this is it. It's what I make my, my stuff out of. Mate, come on. It's, and, and I, I just, I thoroughly enjoy that. Yeah. I thought, you know, the twins, the huts, you the love aliens, them, didn't you? There are so many aliens in this. It's it's just it is a feast, and you mm-hmm. see a lot of feasts. The, the droids. There is so much charm in this show. Garza Fwip. Garza Fwip. I mean, Garza Fwip is just enough. Yeah, it's enough. That's it. That's everything. That's all you That's need all to you know need. about this show. Yeah, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. That's episode <laughs> on, it? one. One nine one. <laughs> one nine one January twenty twenty three Unreal mate, but you know this show, this series is it is the Mandalorian season mm. two point five. It is the Mandalorian season two point five because the most important things, the most noteworthy things in this series, has everything to do with the Mandalorian. And not always a lot to do with Boba Fett. And that is <laughs> arguably an issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's his own it's the, show, it's Matty the boy. crime for me. What's Boba Fett known for in this, in this season? I mean, riding a Rancor, maybe? I don't know. Probably. Because riding a Bantha more, mate. Riding, like a Bantha. Um, <laughs> we knew he, t- again, we knew he survived the Sarlacc because we saw that in Mando. The difference is in the Mando, they didn't devote the episode to Boba. He just was there. The Mandalorian episodes mm. killed this show, which is a shame because those two episodes were excellent Mandalorian episodes. And I'm going to, I'm going to, again, this is probably, this, this will annoy people, but I can mm-hmm. only be honest, mate. The reasons that people say the Mandalorian episodes were there are lame let's face it they're weak they're flimsy they're ropey they're and it's a quiet idea oh what it's, all part of the, it's all part of the mando verse you know john and dave are creating this they're weaving it all together if the show is part of the mando verse title it so or here's a here's a novel idea lucasfilm disney dave john robert rodriguez tell people tell people that this is this is the the mandalorian will be showing up there will be episodes which are just mando centric there was mm-hmm. no reason, there was not one reason in a galaxy far, far away for anyone, for you, me, or any of the listeners to believe that this would not be a Boba-centric show. This is called The Book of Boba Fett. Why on earth would you go mm-hmm. in thinking, I know it's called that, but I, I expect to see a couple of Mando episodes. I expect to see at least one episode about the match. It's true. Get out of here. Ta- get out of here. Get on a razor crest and get out. Now, I love the episodes, but don't. no one can say to me, well, you know, it's Demandoverse. Because I know Kathleen Kennedy said it's all moving towards one thing. A little communication, manage expectations, because 
the book of Boba Fett suffered horribly from those two episodes. And like you said, people now only remember the book of Boba Fett because Luke Skywalker's in it and Grogu and Din, Din and Grogu got reunited. That's in the book of Boba Fett. Do that in the Mandalorian. It's, it's, it's derailed the Mandalorian season three because now they've got to explain that. It derailed the book of Boba Fett because they obviously didn't have f- confidence in their story, which is a massive shame. How much stronger could this, for me, okay, I know I'm speaking mm. objectively for me, but how much stronger mm-hmm. could this series have been, potentially, but how much stronger could it have been if those two episodes had been focused on Boba and Fennec, maybe as well, and then I've, and, and I've have the big battle take two, two, two episodes and make it this big epic thing, or have a bit more time with the cro- the other crime laws and the other syndicates and give us those Godfather moments to establish motivation. Why Boba wants to be the crime lord? What's his end game? What does he want to do going forward? Rather than, like you said, it kind of stops episode four. Mm-hmm. Episode five and six happen, and then Boba's in one of those episodes standing in the corner. And then he comes back in episode seven. He's like, right, we're going to have a battle now. What? I mean... <laughs> come on with the, the luke with, and Gro- yeah. look have mando come in but get boba in those episodes somehow get him get him with mando or he doesn't need to be there with luke if you're going to have that whatever because i don't think those two would get on let's face it or maybe they could re- reconcile but have mm-hmm. boba and mando together in this thing and make it feel more because that would then feel more like a, a mando verse if there is a bit more connection to it i do think and i know it's going to catch fire for that and catch flame but I think the it destroyed, it killed the flow of the show. All it needed was a little more communication because when you watch the show, they do not feel like episodes of a Boba Fett show. No. They feels like the Mandalorian. And I, and I love those episodes and I know lots of people love those episodes, Yeah, but on rewatch, it got me so much more that this show could have been so, so, so cool. So, so special and strong. Had they stuck to their guns and stuck to their story and given us that Boba story. Instead, they took that wild swing, which mm. I think is, like I say, derailed both shows a little bit. But why do you think just they me, did mate. it? I, I've why? Gone in there. Why? Well, I know I've gone passionate, and I, you know, I, I offer no apologies if people disagree because for no, me, I like it. That's how it feels. A book of Boba Fett. Like I think we've all said it. Other on the listeners said it. You know, the Mandalorian colon the book of Boba Fett. Okay, this is a okay. So it's got the Mandalorian subtitle. Probably going to expect him to turn up at some point in a big way but i don't know mate that, that's my thoughts i think you got i think you got a few issues here right i think basically people have been wanting a book of boba fett yeah for decades they've wanted a boba fett show for a long time um it was in development that there was and this is well known it, it was in development that there was a boba fett film you know, a standalone film being developed by Josh Trank. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. This has been an idea for a very, very long time. And people have had their idea of what a Boba Fett, you know, would look and sound like and do, you know, basically what you described earlier. Now, when you describe that, when you describe that back to me, Matty boy, a Mandalorian, you know, walking the streets, like an absolute gangster taking down fools. Mm-hmm. When, when, when you talk about it like that, that is the Mandalorian. That is yep. Din Djarin. No debate, no argument about that. He, yeah. he, Din 
starring, I think, is this generation's Boba Fett. Yeah, didn't he's done a lot more, arguably. He has done a lot more, mate. Yeah, of course he has. Of course he has. Um, but Boba Fett, like you said, for 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 some people, maybe you know, uh, from the original trilogy, people who were invested in the expanded universe. They have these ideas of Boba Fett, and they were like, well, that's what the show's going to be. Oh, the return of Tim Morrison, Boba Fett, wicked. And credit where credit's due, when we when we meet Boba Fett in The Mandalorian Season 2 again for the first time in a very long time, mm-hmm. it, it, you, get, you get those vibes. You do get those vibes. You're like, hang on, this guy is a total legend yeah he's he's happy to take down people he looks great doing it and yet the show needed to focus on something else because and i'm going to go back to my other point yeah the mandalorian when i just described a guy picking up bounties bounty pucks and taking downfalls walking down the street looking cool you can only do that for so long there needs oh, to be yeah. a story. There needs to be a point, which is something that you said earlier. And so the point of the book of Boba Fett is actually, how can we turn this guy into a responsible person? How can we turn him into a lone wolf, into someone who has a family? How can we turn him into someone who's, who's, who's kind of maybe a bit bloodthirsty or doesn't have um, empathy to someone who does have empathy, could have love, shows a love to people. Mm-hmm. And I respect the idea. I respect the vision. It's just in places this show doesn't, didn't always deliver it. It did feel disjointed. And I think a big part of that is the direction. Um, Robert Rodriguez, I do think mm-hmm. a lot of it is the, is the direction. I do think, though, the story with what you've said, the Mando, the Mando episodes, and then bang, you're in the finale, which you don't really lead up to because you've got two Mando episodes yeah. beforehand. It, it, although it is awesome at, at face value or even in small quantities, or you might just love it in general. I, like I said, I do have a soft spot for this show. And in some ways, I don't even know why. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. But, but, I can't help but think, why? Who, who, whose call was this? Who was like, right, Grogu, he's coming back. And he's going to come, come back in back, Book of Boba Fett. And that's when the reunion's going to be. And for Mando season three, they're going to be re- reunited. I can't help but feel like this, there, there has to be a reason, Matty boy. There has to be a reason other than merchandising. Well, I was going to say, yeah. Please tell me. I can't think of any. And look, there might have been a a line from an interview in a magazine from Bobby Rod or John Favs to say, oh, you know, maybe we'll see Din. And that's not communication. That's not getting out to a wider audience. That's a select few people going to see that and tweet about it. I don't know what the reasoning behind it was. And we've said it, and and we have said it, that firstly, this Boba feels different than the one in Mando. Um, And... Why did they choose the book of Boba Fett to bring back, to tie up what was arguably one of the best, most emotional moments in recent Star Wars history with season two finale of Mandalorian? I mean, now you watch that and realize that within the space of a few weeks or months, then it's it's all fine again. It's all good. And And we mentioned last week, I don't want to mention it too much, but we mentioned on last week's show, Mando season three has now got a little bit of lifting to do. 
it could be a recap it could be a line but they've got to still explain why grogu is back because mm-hmm. as we've heard this week not everybody watched the book of boba fett who will mm-hmm. then go on and watch the mandalorian i just think it's really it was very needless it was it, and again at the time it was great we rave about it of course we do it's, it's luke skywalker it's grogu it's mando it's all the things that we've loved in the last few years of star wars but it wasn't the right time or the right place and that that that's the shame of it for me is I think it detracted from what could have been a very good show. Yes, people didn't like the mods. We had a bit of a laugh with the mods and how colourful they looked and how out of place. But on rewatch, how, though, yeah, I didn't oh, mind them as that's much. what I was going to ask you. What did you think of the mods? You didn't no, mind no, them? I didn't mind them as much. I think it was just a shock, isn't it? Like the first time you see something new, which is a bit out there or kind of doesn't fit with your perceived mm-hmm. notion of what you expect. And I thought, and then mm-hmm. on rewatch, I'm like, they're fine. They're just kids. They're just teenagers who have who have uh, hijacked this town and they want to cause a bit of chaos. It's, you know, if, if you put them in another place, they do the same thing. Or if you put um, some Tatooine locals or just a Jedi, for example, look at them wandering around Coruscant. They look ridiculous in their robes, but we accept it for what it is. I think it, I think it's just a fun detour. Now, the chase was <laughs> wasn't very good, but oh, um, I didn't mind the mod so much, but uh, I just think we could have had so much more with. You rewatched. You rewatched the chase then. I did. It took me like five the, hours yeah. to get through it because that's just how long the chase took to end. <laughs> but I think we could have had so much more time, like with the mods or and Boba. I mean, the family. You know, make the family stronger, or you brought you bring in Kersantan. What a what a move! Bringing in one of those bad boys from the comics. What a way to validate the the writers of those comics and that to bring in this big beefy boy. Mm-hmm. Should use him a, use him a little bit more. You know, into make give us more of that family, which they could have done if they'd had two more episodes, mate. But um, yeah, I did watch a right chase, on. and it's not well done. It is, it isn't well done. I'm not going to stand up for that. But what about you? Did did you find the mods any more or less appealing? And what about Major Domo as well? We haven't mentioned him. Major Domo, I like Major Domo. I, love I think him. he. Thanks. I, good. I, I think it. I think it works. Doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't bother me at all. Think it works. The mods. On repeat viewing, they do annoy me a little bit. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and I think they got on my nerves a wee bit, like back back when it back when it premiered. And and uh, you know, it is that it's like it, I think it does take away a wee bit from the sanctity of something like Tatooine, right? And by okay. that, and I'm I'm talking as a viewer, the sanctity yeah, of okay. somewhere like Tatooine. And I think that is important because Luke Skywalker did grow up on a planet where he's really far away from everything, you know, and everything on it is used. Everything on it is, looks a bit naff and looks weathered. And that is because that is because it's a poor planet. Yeah. And the mods take away a little bit of that magic. I feel that it's, and I'm not saying they're not Star Warsy. And I mm-hmm. think last year I even argued well, and I think this argue, argument can still stand. So I'm arguing okay. myself here, right? But like, <laughs> there is a wee bit of look. Tatooine's a big planet. Luke Skywalker might have grown up on the other side from Mos Espa, yeah. And in Mos Espa, which is clearly the biggest city mm-hmm. on Tatooine, yeah, they do a good th- job you know, showing gonna, that as well. You get, yeah, you're gonna have areas where. Yeah, these young peeps, younguns, have their scooters, their 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 speeders, and that's their life. That's their pride and their joy. And they were clearly inspired by like the nineteen sixties mods 
from mods. England, from the from the UK. You know, you think of Brighton, you think of Southend. You know, That's these it. places where mods Vespers, would congregate. Lambrettas, yeah, exactly, exactly, mate, boy. But, but Tatooine isn't that. Tatooine is Istanbul. Tatooine is Marrakesh. Tatooine is Jerusalem. And I don't associate, and maybe this is, and maybe, maybe I am buying into stereotyping here, which is something I don't like, but, but I just don't see them together. And I find it a really weird choice, you know, even just as little as muting the colors on the bikes and having the modifications a little bit more subtle, a little less power rangery. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. There's something about it where I'm like, hang on, lads. Like, what were we? What? And and that's one of the episodes. What episode is that? Episode three? Three. It's the third. Yeah, The Streets of Mos Esper. I mentioned it earlier. That's that one. That is the least watched episode for me. I almost avoid that episode like the plague. And <laughs> I don't blame you. I, yeah, I, I struggle with that one. And, mm. I, and it's a shame because, again, mate, the idea is there. The idea is there. And what does it come down to? The big E word, my friend. Well, execution. We always go on. We don't shut up about it. Let me have a drink. Mm. Um, no, we don't, do we? Imagine if you've just joined and you don't yeah, really know what's going on. on like, why did I keep doing the, <laughs> the party sound? Why did I keep <laughs> drinking? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, I don't I know. You, I don't know. Is it a sign that, is it just a way of showing that the empire's fallen and these kids can do this now? The streets are Possibly. free. But I, I know what you mean, though. It, it, is, a, it is a din jarring visual. It's very jarring. Um, and oh. I think that was to play. I think that was to ploy. Sometimes it works in in a Star Wars setting. Sometimes it doesn't. For me, it, it does feel uh, overly um, exaggerated. You know, it's very exuberant colours and, and look. And, and I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't hate it. So I don't mind it. The fact that they were in the show, I just kind of wish, okay, you've, you've given us these guys. Let's give them a bit more to do rather than you know, kill off a couple of the ones who don't say anything in the finale. You know, like mm-hmm. Drash, the, um, I can't remember, for, for the life of me, I can't remember the actress's name now, but she was cool. I liked her. Um, and mm-hmm. the English lad as well. Give them something more to do. Uh, and he did a famous spin in the final, in the last episode. <laughs> I have got no issue with that because when you watch any action, action show and they're diving over stuff and back flipping and just watch True. the prequels in the Jedi, uh, in, in the Jedi and the prequels, sorry, on Mustafar mm. at any point, Obi-Wan or Anakin could have just cut the other one in half, but instead they don't. They just sort of flip around a little bit. So I don't yeah. care about the spin. I think it's yeah. people being annoying, but, um, yeah, the major dome, I liked him. Uh, the Cassandra mm-hmm. I thought was a great inclusion. You know me, mate. I love a bit of synergy and loved it. It's, it's a case of we've got the character. Let's use him. Let's not make a mm-hmm. new one. And they did that as well with Cad Bane. We met uh, obviously met Dorian Kinji at London Film at Comic Con. He's an absolute dam- diamond, an absolute darling. Great guy. Loves the character. And it was and Cad Bane was brilliant. I don't think the inclusion of Cad Bane overshadowed Boba Fett. I don't think bringing Cobb Vanthin overshadowed Boba Fett because he's on the planet. You know, he's the, he's, he's the daddy of Moss Pelgo, Cobb Vanth. In a way that bringing in Mando for his own episodes, Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka and Grogu, that completely overshadows Boba Fett. Whereas mm-hmm. Cad Bane is a logical choice. Cobb Vanth is a logical choice because they're all characters of a certain standing. They don't have the force or anything like that. They're just bounty hunters. They're gunslingers. You get them all on this planet. Wicked. Great idea. 
And those yep. three, no problem with that whatsoever. And bringing in Cassanton, we know from the comics, if they're going to go down that route, they've all got a history as well. Sweet. Great. Fennec Shand. Assassin. Have more, give, I, see, I'm going to say, I, I know I hate it. I, I'd hate to listen to me on this, but I sound like a broken <laughs> record, but give me more of that kind of stuff. Like That is what the B- Book of Boba Fett should have been for me. But um, not to say then Mando episodes weren't great because they were. Mando could still be in it. But just maybe not the whole episode or the whole Jedi Luke Skywalker stuff, which has no place in this show. Um, but Cad Bane, I think, was great. His introduction gives, gave me chills when I watched it. It gives me chills now when he when he's walking through the desert, like in the Lawrence of Arabia style shot, and like a mir- hazy mirage, and then we see him and he lifts his hat, and it's Cad Bane and, and Cobb Vamp's like, I don't know if I want any of this, mm-hmm. but I've got to look tough, mm-hmm. and he outdraws Cobb Vamp, who we've shown to be a you know, the daddy of this area. He's a, he's a gun. He is a quick draw. I think that was great. You know, Cad Bane was excellent. I, I, I kind of wish we got more of him and, and Boba throughout like a bit more conversation between them and about their history with Django as well. Uh, and that's what I mean about the missed opportunity. They had the time to do it, but they spent it elsewhere. So bringing in the characters wasn't a problem. Like bringing in the mods, the major Domo and all these other people worked for me, but I just don't think we had enough time with them we got plenty of time mm-hmm. with the tuscans and actually the tuscan the culture received such incredible expansion because of that we got to explore Spot their on. traditions their way of life mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the character diversity of characters within each tribe their honor code and so much more so people how many people now do you see talk about this show and they're like yeah man i really feel differently about the tuscans i feel bad when anakin slices them up and things like that we could have had that with some of these new characters but they diverted attention elsewhere for reasons unknown i don't know why but um yeah. like so cad bane yeah. cobb vanth and all these other characters they feel like they fit right they should be in there i think they do fit <laughs> I, I i think they fit it's just like what you said they're not always expanded upon properly mm-hmm. i think the inclusion of cad bane is is really really spicy i think oh. it lo- he looks fantastic and just his presence on screen it, it, it is just such quality oh, wow. it's such quality you know and i'm just here for it i'm really really here for it but he could have been the villain mate he could have been the villain cad bane could have been the villain That's and he's not show. he is he's a puppet to the other contrived villains Get and that pipes. is exactly what it feels like but listen, listen, I'm aware. I, I've got one more thing to moan about. I've got one more thing to moan about. <laughs> then we'll talk and then, about the good and stuff. Then, and then we can jump on some good stuff. But we have been there sprinkling is, there is some plenty good, of good stuff. stuff. We've, been, be we've been complimentary. Yes. And like I said, I still have a real love for this show. Um, so let me moan about this one more time. Okay. The effects. The effects <laughs> are hit and miss. The effects are hit and miss. You know, on one, on, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, mate, but literally, Bryce Dallas Howard, Bryce Dallas Howard, chapter five of the Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian centric. Suddenly, the quality of this, the effects <laughs> and the, the finish of this episode yeah. it jumps like a lot higher than its, it's predecessors. It's noticeable. And I think there's, there's a few reasons for that. I think there's a few reasons for that. Um, but let's talk about Boba Fett. I think at times, at times, 
it does feel like this show was made with people who didn't necessarily understand the technology that they were using a bit like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Robert Rodriguez. Uh, I think that's a few of the directors involved in this show that, you know, were relatively inexperienced. And this is all stuff I get. This is all stuff I understand. But even there's a few episodes where I'm like, Hey, Boba's armor isn't the right color. And it's, and I'm, and I'm right. It's because it's, it's not the right paint. It's like too green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His helmet is at points too green. And I'm like, but this is the attention to detail that usually. The Mandalorian just gets, you know, spot on. Now, here's, here's, here's a follow-up point. Okay. I think this is a show that was, like Obi-Wan, deeply, deeply affected by the lockdown. I think it was really affected by lockdown. And I think you just see the culmination of that through the effects. That's what I think, mate, boy. Um yeah. What, what, yeah. What do you, um, what'd you yeah, reckon? I, again, I can't disagree. There are some shots that look like they look almighty. They look excellent. Um, mm-hmm. And there are some which don't look so good. There's a, like a shot of Fennec and Boba having a sitting by the campfire and you can see it's a volume. You can just see that mm-hmm. they're sitting by mm-hmm. the edge of the volume because it's, it, 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 it's not rendered. I don't know it's not rendering, but it's, the clarity of them against the background is so obvious that they're st- in front of a screen. We've mentioned it before. There's something about the way that they incorporate the lighting and um, there's it, it, something about it you can tell. Whereas Mandalorian, I can very rarely tell, if ever, r- rarely, when mm-hmm. there is the volume. Maybe that is because he's reflective. I mentioned that last week because he, he's got a reflective shell oh, on. just that. It's, 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 no, of course it isn't just that. But for him, I mean, when he's walking, no. you know, obviously the light's bouncing off him all the time, so he will look like he's there. But there is mm-hmm. that inexperience, and there is an over reliance on the volume. We had an entire show about the volume a couple of months back. Great show, mm-hmm. check it out. But yeah. um, I do think there is a reliance on it. When sometimes it doesn't need to be. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be. I think, and I don't want to. I'm not going to compare this in California, mate. They're, they're filming this in California, corner, where they filmed Return of the <laughs> Jedi. It's right <laughs> yeah. there. I don't want to compare yeah. it to Andor because this came out afterwards. But I will, yeah. I will say is when when you take the time to shoot something on location, you get you get the benefits. Generally, it's again, it's all down mm. to direction and the right people in the right place. But it also comes down to budget as well. You know, what was the budget for this mm. show? It, it, it's probably re- relatively high, but is it more effects driven than some of the other shows? Um, I think it does suffer from this odd sheen look, and it's an inconsistent look. Mando looks great. The Tatooine scenes look very, they look very bright and very oversaturated almost for me. Whereas the Tuscan mm. scenes have a, they look a lot more like the Tatooine I expect. And they've got more of like a sepia tone sheen to it. They've got more muted. Muted. To them. Yeah. More muted. The Saturation's palette is more muted. muted. And mm-hmm. that works better for me. But, you know, uh, this, does it take away from my enjoyment of the show? Not, no, not really. It was something like Obi-Wan. I noticed it a lot more and it affected me watching it more because that show deserved better. And I think this show deserved it better as well. But I think Obi-Wan mm-hmm. is the, sadly, the worst culprit of, you know, volume usage or just, you know, pandemic mm-hmm. problems. But yeah, that that's something I'll, I'll, I'll agree with, mate. I think what I will say to the opposite of that is I think the score is good. Obviously, the theme tune is an absolute Very timer. Good. I think the score is, whilst maybe not memorable, I think it's I think it's still very decent. I think it complements what's happening on screen about trying to steal the show. 
um, and they implement the um, they implement the themes, the character themes very well or very subtle, especially when they mention Mando and we get the kind of that little slide whistle in the background. I think the score is very subtle. I think I, I really like I really like that. And there is a lot I like about this show, mate. I know I especially have sounded like a negative Nelly. It's passion for me because this this could have been so good. It could have been what? It could have just been oh, so good. Oh, yeah, we aren't going to let Dan out away of that. But this show, could have, for me, it could have been more than it is. And you get like great moments like um, episode two, like I said, a, spe- a special, special, special Star Wars. That that was a tra- almost a transcend- transcendental sh- episode. Like by the end when mm-hmm. they're dancing around the fireplace in that ritualistic way. Dude, oh, I remember saying days. it in the re- recap. I was down here in tears watching it because I it moved me. It f- I felt like I was on a different plane of existence. I was like, this is what it can do. Boba riding a Rancor made zero sense because he could have just you know, maybe bought Slave One or Boba Fett Starship, but it looked yeah. great. Who's to say that uh, Boba Fett Rhino Rancor wasn't excellent? Fennec just being there and having some cool moments was great. Live action Cad Bane was great. Cobb Vanth was mm-hmm. great. Corsantum was great. Some of their humor was great. Like a Banther, the meme, the Tuscan stuff was excellent. The Mandalorian very frequently. episodes, very yeah. frequently. The, the Mando stuff in isolation was excellent. The Mandalorian lore we got from that was good. Seeing... Mm-hmm. Uh, Boba above the Sarlacc in Slave One was amazing, and when that that shot of him coming from behind those Tuscan the uh, the Pikes um, and through the Raiders, the pirates, and just absolutely annihilating them with Slave One and making that ship feel like a threat was mm-hmm. unbelievably good. There's so many cool, cool, cool moments. Like the train shot was good. Um, Tuscan Bay was great. Um, everyone's favorite Tuscan Raider. She oh, was yeah. excellent. It's just that oh, yeah. the, pike, the pikes are a bit waff when you think about it. The Cat train. Bane, the, the train. train. That, some of the shots in that, like Steph Green directed that, some of the shots in that, like the way they use Tuscan Bay, the way she goes down and we follow her through the train and come up again. It's so creative. And I do wish, like you, that like Cad Bane had been the villain. Like he'd been mm-hmm. the man who was behind it all. There were so many great moments in this and... I've seen people saying that, well, you know, Disney, it's always, it's always Disney, isn't it? Disney no, didn't, want, didn't want to market a morally questionable character. I've just watched Andal. Just, Andal Cassian Andal isn't exactly the, like the, the most uh, morally clean, squeaky clean characters. That's not nothing, it's nothing mm-hmm. like that whatsoever. I just don't think they knew how to, I don't think they really knew how to expand in a character who, in canon, Mm-hmm. has written really done anything apart from put captain car solo in the cargo hold it's pretty much it they were like what do we do yeah. with this and the, the ideas were so 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 there they just went the wrong way it, 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 as a binge though this is a lot of fun issues aside is. this was a great laugh as a binge i think i i would agree some things i love and i will just bounce off of, off of what you just said charm this mm-hmm. show has charm. There's just something about it that makes it very easy and watchable mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the action is really good from Boba Fett to Mando to Boba riding the, uh, riding the rancor. I want to ride it. <laughs> it's <laughs> superb. The aliens, I've said it already, the aliens, oh my days, the twins, and just the background characters. I was, I'm just, I love that. And, and maybe that is because I'm such a sucker for Return of the Jedi. This really <laughs> yes, does feel like an expansion yeah. of Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi, right? And so 
with that even it's it just it it it, it scratches an itch i don't know what it is but it just scratches an itch i mm. love it i really really love it it's fun that this this show is just very very fun um it could have easily have been an animated show and i mean that in the best way right mm. because it follows that sort of typical like arc throwback action fun yep. wait till next week kids right there's mm-hmm. something about it it feels a little bit like an old american serial yeah um and I, my next point is i think kids would love it there is something again about this show that i think kids would genuinely enjoy there's so much going on there is action there are weird characters things just to look at and feast upon that maybe we just wouldn't care about if yeah. we were kids let's be honest yeah, you're right, yeah. no you're right let's be honest a lot of this stuff we probably wouldn't care about. Fennec Shand alone is worth a shout out. I know you've already you've already talked about her already, mate. But uh, yeah, she's brilliant she's in this, cool. and uh, her action, her acting, her lines—they're all really good. They're all really good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Skywalker, the appearance of Luke Skywalker. I'm going to go there. Uh, the CG was out of this world it was ridiculous the deep fake and i liked seeing him i liked seeing him and i liked kind of where they were going with it It, maybe it should have been told elsewhere but i liked it so i'm going to just include the problem isn't it mate is that it's it was great to see those those we're not knocking the episodes are we it's just we're more it's more about the place the collective yeah. It's the collective vision that we, yeah. I think, are critiquing yes. as opposed to just like, you know, oh, it's all rubbish. It's not. It's, it's not, not we're critiquing it. Um, rancor, mate. Just <laughs> rancor, full stop. The yeah. way he is just delivered. I'm still I'm still a little bit confused at that story. You know, the they huts don't rancor. want Boba there. The huts then go, oi, listen, sorry about that. Here's a rancor. <laughs> He's Danny Trejo as well, which is always cool to see. Right? Are we going to see the? Yeah, we're going to see the huts again. Nah, they're just they're clearing off. Right? They literally did. Okay. Fair enough. Are we going to see? Are we going to see Boba training with the Rancor? No, but just trust us on this one, guys. Yeah. Listen, I don't mind the training. It's more the it's 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 the huts. It's the huts just kind of like turning up, then 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 getting out. You know, and that is a little bit odd. Okay. I am just hoping that we will see them again in in live action, and I think we will. And this leads probably to my concluding point, which I'll say in a second. But Cobb and the deputy, the lads, loved all of that. (laughs) Loved all of that. I'm here for it. Here for it. Very very western. Very down. Back to Star Wars's roots and influences, and finally Mando. Mando, I, you so know, cool. you know JJ Abrams. I do. Yeah, when it, when when he, yeah, you know him personally, didn't you, mate? Um, go to the pub, cheeky Budweiser, or Stella. I see. No, like he always said. He always said in the sequels or in The Force Awakens, he was reluctant to use Luke Skywalker because whenever he was in a scene, he he just took focus. He took focus. I have my issues with that. I disagree with that. However, he was a director. He made episode seven. You really see Mando take focus, don't you? In both of them. Whenever, whenever he's just... Whenever they're together, whatever happens, there is just something about Din Djarin and the Mandalorian that 
he, Matty Boy, he has skyrocketed, skyrocketed into one of the most iconic pop culture heroes ever. And if you don't believe that, if you do not believe that, The Mandalorian came out in 2019. This show is a massive, massive deal. What we said in the news round proves that with how many views this, this trailer got. He is an exceptionally popular character. And to have someone who is a bit like him, a bit like him, or Amando is a bit like <laughs> Boba, really. Yeah. But nevertheless, people ain't going to view it like that. Yeah. People are not going to view it like he? that. He has a presence. There is something about him. Um, magical, mate. There is a lot of magic in this show. You know, the weird lizard going up his nose, the the, the weapons, the spins, the, the soldiers, the Wookiees. Oh, mate, the... All when of that, Santon like, rips a, an arm off. The Trandoshan, yeah. He rips that Trandoshan's arm off. We've got Boba calls a dog mate. I'm here for that. And he calls Cassantin <laughs> no hard feelings, mate. Um, mate. That's great. But the, the whole gaffy stick from the mystical tree was brilliant. The flashbacks to Kamino and little Boba, well, like the Attack of the mm-hmm. Clones flashbacks were excellent. Lovely yeah. to see those included. Boba absolutely murking those fools in the Angerhead pub with um, Fixer and Cammy from the deleted scenes of A New Hope. That was a fun inclusion. Oh, Love that. See, that kind of stuff is, it adds, that adds to flavour and the texture. You don't need to know who they are, but if you do, it's like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. And the whole Godfather stuff with the, with the neighbouring crime bosses, all really cool. And the Daimyo, and it started, it started off so well, and it just, it lost its focus in those episodes five and six. But when you watch those independently, they are excellent Star Wars. They're brilliant Mando episodes. They're superb. Night of a Thousand Tears and all this good stuff. And oh, mate. about Bogotan and what people, what the armorer thinks about her. There's, there's so much meat there on the bone. I, it just, it generally does kind of upset, not in a way that I'm going to cry, but it upsets me that. There was so much. <laughs> there was so much potential for what they could have done with Boba that they set up in their own show, and then yeah. decided not to run with it. That's the only. That's I'll, I'll never understand that. And we can we can we can sit here and say Mando versus this, or you know, John and Dave are making an interconnected universe. Just no. It, there's there's no setup. There was no prior warning. It, it, even the MCU, you expect there to be people coming in and out because they've they've set those parameters very clear that. Anyone could come in at any time, and this is the way it goes. But I wouldn't go to an Iron Man film mm-hmm. and then expect Thor just to take over the whole thing and be a Thor film. Do you know what I mean, it, it, it was very odd, but in isolation, they're great episodes. Yeah. I, as I, you know, I'm quite optimistic. You know, and we've we we Love have it. kind of we we have again. I'll say critiqued this show and this series. Yeah. You know, right now in a pre mandalorian season three world in a pre skeleton crew world in a pre ahsoka world and everything else that's coming i have to believe i have to believe right now that it is for the greater good greater good. and they made choices because they were like look we need we need we're working towards this big thing and we need this to to speed up or whatever. So we're going to have Grogu and Mando reunite and it's going to be Boba and Boba's going to have an influence over Tatooine. He's got like a little army, a little dedicated squad <laughs> that can be used Maybe. in battle further down the line. If needed, he, he owes Mando. Yeah. Mando might call upon Boba Fett and mates 
and friends yeah. to come help him out. Boba and friends. <laughs> that that's good. That's that's where I see it going. Maybe. And maybe. right now, yeah. maybe right now, that is what I'm going to choose to look at it like. And if it doesn't, then we can really look back at this and go, "What were that? What were they smoking, man?" What? Uh, but yeah. for the time being. I'm going to look at this like it is a, you know, it's it's a chapter in a long story. And I think this whole episode and a lot of our points would have just been fixed or, you know, lowered slightly if the show was named differently. The Mandalorian hyphen, semicolon, whatever, The Book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> Hi, this is Max Lloyd Jones from The Mandalorian and Lieutenant Reed and Boba Fett. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Now, unlike Boba Fett, when he goes into a cantina, we're not going to be crushing skulls. We're going to go and have a drink. And thankfully, the Essex Falcon is parked up outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. The only question that remains, Luke Bly, is... Shall we? Uh, let's do it. Yeah, come on. Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation, can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Parkellan sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? <laughs> like a panther. Yeah. Each week in the Bantina, we sit down with you guys, the greatest listeners in the entire galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers, and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. So obviously this week, we ask for your thoughts on the Book of Boba Fett one year later. Yes, and we got some spicy, spicy opinions, spicy replies to kick us off all the way from beautiful Scotland. It's Jason Tallis, who says, had a really strong start with the Tuscans, but turned into Mandalorian Season 2.5, which took away from the Book of Boba Fett. Although the live-action debut of Cad Bane and the confrontation between him and Boba in the finale were the, def- were the definite highlights for me respect it jason lovely lovely way to kick off the conversation yeah. uh, seeing eye to eye there uh, captain rex rogers said when it came out i had some criticisms about it but as time went on and a couple of rewatches, i have a different point of view on it now see i don't know i, th- I i've seen that every now and then mm-hmm. you know people saying yeah i've rewatched it and i and i adore it um Amy Pilpertine, she she gave a long message that we that we don't necessarily have have time to read, but she was message. really passionate about this series, and again is is a big big fan of uh, the book of Boba Fett. In fact, there's something about this question and something about this topic that brings out a lot of passion, and people were doing long long answers, a lot of which were absolutely fantastic, and actually, Matty boy quite diverse in the answers but um well i'll read this one next mo sif slayer 246 he says it's fun if not taken too seriously i didn't mind how they made boba go soft the biggest problem is the over-reliance on guest characters luke ahsoka mando mm-hmm. grogu cad bane 
all who stole the spotlight from Boba and Fennec. I think it tried too hard. A bit like Solo. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, mate. And we got, we got lots and lots of opinions, lots of love. Um, Nada saying, give us more Fennec Shand obviously she walks in starlight i loved it to be honest it was nice to see more of fennec and boba taking a calmer approach to their lives and what they were doing um goes on to say had issues of the mando and grogu thing um verisimile dad watching it week on week i can't say i was overly enamored with it bar the two episodes focused on my boy dinjar and it mostly fell flat for me on a rewatch i still don't love it but it's fine I guess. Tem is the goat regardless, and I'll take more Fennec where I can get it. Mixed thoughts. Yeah. Mixed thoughts. But there is a there is a unique place in Boba Fett. <laughs> for, there's a unique place in people's hearts for Boba Fett. Yeah. 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 What, know, else, right. what else are people saying, Matty Boy? Uh, some great saying? great points. And obviously Narda and She Walks in Starlight both have fantastic Fennec Shand uh, cosplays so shout out mm. to those two um, what do we get uh, Vadim Simmons to Belgian Bond he said I love the Tuscan stuff love how we get to see the other side slash view of them it's just a low stake fun show a few minor tweaks like the look of the mods would have made it a great show in my opinion except for the Mando episodes those were incredible uh, John Fielder said not enough Boba asserting himself and his position for my liking it just felt mm-hmm. like they could have made a lot more of his relationship with the Tuscans. Then had Fennec and Cassantan backing him up rather than Power Rangers style kids. Some great scenes and characters, but mixed overall and not enough story for the number of the episodes. Hence the need for the Mandalorian story. Uh, jumping onto Twitter, Matt, Matt, Matt Butner said, there's a really cool story there, but it probably needed another draft to really shine. Uh, mm-hmm. That is something I, I genuinely agree with, actually. I do think they could have possibly giving us another uh, run over john white said it's a bit like pouring a, gla- pouring a glass of cola great content and much excitement at the beginning and in the middle but fizzled out <laughs> towards the end all in all though i loved it um clap emoji uh we also got uh, our girl star wars meg said i really enjoyed a lot of the episodes and it deserves a second season damn parent thought it's okay but that's about it not a patch on the mandalorian some of those episodes were mediocre uh, mm. We had uh, Gordon, God boy Gordon Brown. We have no right to demand a storyline or direction that Disney or Lucasfilm going. But I did not expect Boba to be portrayed this way. He was too soft, in my opinion. The Mando episodes were very jarring. The Rancor was good. Shand was ace. Overall poor. Bobby Rod dropped the <laughs> ball here. So we got um, again a, a mixed amount. There. I mean, the last one I've got here is from a guy who's got the greatest name ever, Nude Gunray. Nice. He yes. says a flawed favourite a flawed fave I like the Mando stuff I like the Tuscan stuff I like Cassant and Fennec and the mods the final battle wasn't great though Moss Espa seemed weirdly empty and sterile it felt like a hero mm. v villains match from Battlefront and yeah there wasn't that was a very That's... very good point isn't it? I could see you agree do you know what do you know what that might be my favourite comment Yep. that might and, be my yeah. favourite comment this and week and we got some favorite. really it is a flawed, flawed favourite what a great show brilliant At times mm-hmm. but it's flawed yes brilliant oh I'll, I'll take that a flawed favorite love it love it yeah i'm yeah. here for it we got so many so many comments this got a this got people crawling out and talking about the book of boba fett we got so many quote tweets and big messages like amy pilbertines go check out our socials and go through all of them and check them out because there are some fantastic conversation points 
on there and if we didn't get a chance to read out your message this week please do keep sending them in because we are going to do everything we can guys to get you featured on an upcoming edition of the bantina for extra content go to patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions you know it's gonna be so good best podcast best podcast best podcast that's yeah, right spices part of the Bantinas, patreon question section and to kick us off this week all the way from kansas usa it's jimmy adams let's listen to this naughty voice message hey matt and luke i hope your new year started off well 2023 has some very big shoes to fill for the star wars fandom and your community School is back in full swing here in the States, and we start off U.S. history with the events of World War II. One of my students quickly chimed in that the Empire is based on Nazi Germany. Given the officers' uniforms, the stormtroopers, the original trilogy white officers only, thankfully, they get a little more diverse in the prequels and the sequels. I can see why most people think this. As a history teacher, however, I would argue that the Galactic Empire is based off the Great British Empire. The German Reich never conquered territory like the British, never had the staying power of the British Empire, and why do none of the Imperial officers have German accents? Thoughts? Am I completely <laughs> off base? I would love to know what you guys think, and possibly hear what Luke Lucas thinks, a uh, distant cousin of George Lucas who shows up in your show every once in a while. I want to thank you both personally for an amazing 2022. Getting the visit for Star Wars Night and meeting all the other session stickheads ranked second for me in 2022. Just falling short of marrying the love of my life in June. Thanks for all you do, fellas. May the force be with you. Jimmy from Kansas. Need to get your priorities straight, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely message. Luke Lucas. I thought I heard him. Well, uh, you know... I uh, I was thinking when I uh, listened to this, I was like, who the hell is that Luke Lucas guy? You know, I'm just George, George Lucas. Um, I don't know what he was talking about. Um, <laughs> I didn't base it on any sort of vampires. Um, but uh, yeah, um, it's kind of a bit J.J. Abrams, isn't it, there? Uh, J.J. Abrams. Like, J.J. Abrams in there, wasn't there, mate? But Jimmy's bit. come at us with a big boy question. Jimmy's a teacher, mm. for those who want to know. He's come mm. at us with a big boy question there. Um, you're a big history buff, Lukey boy. Uh, what do you think, then, listening in, what you got to say on Jimmy's or the kind of theorem that is uh, put in front of us? It's it's a very, very, very well-constructed uh, question. And... Um, I've been thinking about this for a while. This is one where I was like, yes, let me listen to this. Let me think about it. In answer to your question, Jimmy, it could be. It could be. But I'm going to answer it in a different way. Was the Empire more influenced by the British Empire as opposed to to the German Reich? Um, I, I I would say... We we don't get too real world worldly here, right? You know, we 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 try to stay away from politics, but you know, I'm going to use some history in my answer here. Um, more recent history: if you are a person in Ukraine right now, you know, who do you think you feel like the rebels, maybe? And who do you think the Ru- the, the Russian military or government is? I'm not the Russians, right? There's an important huge. Yeah, difference here yeah the people versus what the government and and military do let's 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 yeah yeah. leadership yeah 
say that first and foremost. Um, you know, it's easy to imagine that in, in, in Germany, um, for Jewish people, you know, you might feel like a certain person. And then, yep. yeah, so it goes on and on. And the British on guilty of that are whatsoever uh, the, the, the British are guilty of that um, it's it's. I think the empire is who you make of it the empire could be your mum and dad yep. yeah the empire could be your local council your empire could be your government the empire could be an invading army the empire could be the Roman empire the, the empire could be um lots of different things it could be more than a people it could be more than a government it could be an idea could be an idea and so i think it transcends anything like borders you know thematically yeah there are some similarities everyone's british i think that's more of an american filmmaking technique more than anything of the time that they use British people and and that's American I think in the sense of yeah the revolution right (laughs) the Boston Tea Party Mm -hmm. that sort of thing but Mm -hmm. I think Star Wars transcends borders and I think Star Wars transcends nationalities and languages and so really yeah I go back to my what I just said the Empire is is going to mean different things to different people that's what I think what do you think mate boy you kind of dropped the mic on that one, mate. Where do I come in from that one? No, that's a fantastic point and a brilliantly, eloquently put as well, mate. Um, yeah, I, I agree with your point there that the Empire is essentially, you know, you can put anyone in the shoes of the Empire depending on your situation. Um, but in terms of the, what George, I mean, George's idea was, I mean, he's, I mean, they're called stormtroopers. We had the Nazi to German stormtroopers from World War One and onwards, so... It's for me. It, for me, it's clear that there was they 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 are looking at that as a I don't want to say as, as an influence, not as an inspiration, as an influence for the empire. Right. You could look at the British Empire because it's called the British Empire, um, and of course, there's the Vietnam. Um, there's the, the ghost of Vietnam hangs heavy over this as well. So there are there's also they're looking closer to home as well during this. So there's so much America's the empire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So maybe that and there was a lot of filmmakers as well. You got the you had the Brat Pack of Hollywood coming up the Palmer, um, Lucas, Scorsese, Billy Friedkin. They were coming out. Mm -hmm. They were the young guys with fresh ideas. They saw what the state of the country was in and they were in a unique position where they had no fear and they could make films and tell stories about it. And they did, and they made some of the best films of all time in those periods. Um, so I, I think George was basing it upon the um, upon the the German in, influence of the time or, or of recent decades. However, like you say, Lukey boy, I do think that, that that you're not wrong to say. Well, actually, I think it bears more similarities to this empire mm. or this militia or this faction or whatever it might be or this dictatorship. So, either way, it's interesting that how George came to create this empire. And it isn't just kind of soulless, faceless sci-fi space up with bad guys. It was rooted in, in a reality. And of course it's not rooted in a nice reality, but it's rooted in something that people, people could cling to. And I think that's why star Wars has endured for so long because of the Mm -hmm. reason you said the empire can be whatever you want them to be. However, as can the rebels, you know, you could see yourself as a rebel or vice versa or whatever it might be. But, there's something tangible about it for better or worse and 
I think it's a great question though, Jimmy, and I don't think you or your student who came up with that are wrong. Yeah, great, great question, mate. Love it, love a history. Love a history-focused Patreon question. <laughs> we dig it here, mate. Keep them coming, keep them coming. Mm. Lukey boy's ears perked up when he heard history. So uh, the next one, cheers, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy Tag. The next one is from, we've already mentioned him, we've already done this theme song, it's the Belgian Bond, Vadim Simmons. He's on a boat in the Mediterranean and he says, Hello, Broby Ones. Good news, you get to organise my birthday party. Which spaceship are we taking? It's got to hold eight passengers. Who are you bringing and what are we doing? Stay spicy. So uh, the Belgian Bond has got a shindig. You're good at um, organising events, Lukey boy. What are you doing? What ship are you taking? Who's coming? What are you doing? I can't lie, mate. I can't lie. This is going to be more of a stag do than a... Yeah. Get everyone together. <laughs> I'm going to get all all the lads together, all the session sickheads together. <laughs> Eight people. We're going to go on the razor crest because, quite frankly, it gets us from A to B. Don't overthink okay. it. Okay. Okay. Quite frank. Quite frankly, it's not important. If you're going on a stag do, yeah, to somewhere in Europe, from Drug. the UK, mainland Europe, from the UK. <laughs> Um, it doesn't matter how you get there, does it? Ryanair, <laughs> EasyJet. It's cheap as cheap, Wow, Wow, or something, Blue Airlines, whatever it is. Yeah, so we're going to be going to, um, I don't know, uh, not Canto Bite, too posh. Not not Hosnian Prime, too posh. Yeah, <laughs> too, great, too dead. Yeah, we're going to be going to 2023 Navarro. Yeah, oh. because it's got a bit nice. It's had a bit of a rough... Had a bit of a rough history, but okay. it's, you know, it's a bit cheap. We can go there, hit the bars, bash, pint, drink over your head, mm. karaoke, done. Karaoke, beerios. <laughs> What's not to love? What, could you what is not to love? What's not to love? I I think that's faultless. Matty boy, what are you saying, mate? Good show. Uh, <laughs> the Galactic Star Cruiser. They could use Stag-doo. the business and the bookings, couldn't they? So, so they could do oh. it the money. Um, no, I wouldn't go near that. I would go for. Do you know what? I, I hear your point, and I know what you mean. If I'm going on a stag do, and I'm going to Prague, I'm going to Bucharest, I'm going to Slovenia, wherever it might be, I don't want to spend crack a lot of money off. getting there. Crack off. If I'm going to crack on the crack off, I don't want to spend money getting there. I want to spend my money when I'm there, like a two pound point. Yeah. However, yeah. I am going to break with tradition. This is Dimsky. Dimsky's a man of quality and culture. We're taking Dryden Yoss's Vots. <laughs> Dryden Voss's Yachts. Because uh-huh. they have got some of the best drinks on there. They've got some of the best uh, canapes. They've got that fella in a jar singing. Uh, that was... And, you know, they've True. got dancers. That is what I'm on. I think that's a bit of Belgian bond, that. And I think like that. Plus, if you're going to cause a ruckus when you get there, at least get there in style. Uh, we'd have people like um, Babu Frick would be there. Because he make, because he could be the DJ. Kira would be there because she rocks a ball gown, as we saw in Solo. Uh, Sinjir from the Aftermath books, just because he likes to drink. I get some Ewoks there. They cause a bit of a ruckus as well. You've got to get the party yeah, started. Like I, I said, it. you can travel in style. Doesn't mean you've got to be stylish on board. So the, the, the Ewoks would be there, molten all over the place. Um, do you know what? I think ha, we'd go to Canto Bike to start with. Go on those high-rolling platforms, and I'd be there because it's a bit of me. But then... Then we'd move to somewhere like Ord Man's Hill, which like in the Bad Batch, like Sid's Parlour, because that seems like the sort of place, you know, a couple of, <laughs> they ain't charge you much for a few dirty pints and you could have a great time there. The locals would <laughs> join in. Pints. That's it. And then in terms of what you're going to do, this is, this is a cop out, but 
what it, wherever the night takes you basically if you want to go and have yeah. a boogie go and have a boogie if you want to go and play darts go and play darts if you want to go and pod race, pod race. if you want to pull a chest up and have a fight do that but you're going to get there in style and it's going to be a great it's time true. Dimsky do you know what I would I would up that yeah ooh, and ooh. say if, if you want to know what's really going to go down keep your eyes out for Star Wars Sessions event going on an after party yeah yeah. During Star Wars Celebration, that's what I'd say, Vadim. Don't mess about, mate. Do that's not mess about. Keep, next week, keep your eyes peeled. Um, mate, brilliant. We love it. We love a bit of Belgium. We love a bit of Belgium. <laughs> so, <laughs> I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't mate. Tubular Tommy, who we recently found out lives, right, in Massachusetts, USA. And he lives in a part of New England, yeah, where every, everything around him is named after towns in Essex. So he lives near a Chumpsford and a Brentwood. Yeah, yes, Bre- isn't that Brentwood mad? is in Tennessee, isn't it, as well? There's a, Bre- there's a Brentwood everywhere. It's great. There's Brentwood everywhere, mate. Come on. Come to one Brentwood. Essex. Well, what, what a lot of people don't realise is that the Mayflower... Yeah, bit of history. The Mayflower mm-hmm. that went over to the US, a lot of those people were from around this part of Essex. Yep. Where got May the Mayflower Shopping Centre, haven't we? So. There we go, mate. So, shopping yeah. mall. Don't ask. Yeah. History. Look, history, yeah? So Tommy says, what type of specific trooper would you like to see explored mm-hmm. more in terms of responsibilities and assignments? I'd like to see the patrol troopers briefly shown in solo, get more screen time, especially in an urban environment. Love it. Love the question. Matty boy, what are you saying? What trooper, mate? Mine's a very simple one, mate. Very simple, very to the point, And it's death troopers. They're called death oh. troopers. Why are they called death troopers other than being personal bodyguards? And they're a different, they, they, are, they have black armor. I'd love to see the Death Troopers get more responsibility and assignments and get to see why they have that reputation and why they have their name. It's very simple. It's very short. It's very to the point, Tommy. Death Troopers, we need more of them when they're not just bumbling idiots. Let's see some fearsome troopers. Oh, Let's see some Death Troopers. But very, very, very easy, mate. That, that is right? it for me. But what about you? <laughs> what, what are you going for? I'm going to go for uh, uh, Death Trooper is probably the best shout, to be honest, that needs to expand upon. But we'll we'll keep it Rogue One, mate. We'll keep it Rogue One. I'll say Shore Trooper. I want to see more of the Shore Troopers. Yeah, right, because they just look so sick. Mm. They really, really look so sick. Um, But if I'm being naughty, I'm going to say a few more. Scout Troopers. I think since Return of the Jedi, have we seen the Scout Troopers like sniper heading down people? Bang, bang, bang. Your nan's dead. No, we've not seen that. So I would like <laughs> to see that, that please. Thank you very much. I'd also like to see that you're gonna you're gonna go mental at this, Matt. You're gonna lose it. Okay. You're gonna go absolutely mental. Sith troopers. Oh yeah, I've got my helmet over there. The old Sith trooper. Good point. No, Matt, good shout. Yeah, Matty boy's got the big red helmet just next to him, and uh, it has a funny voice. So there we go. That's what I'd say, Tommy. It um, it's it's a cheeky question, mate. It's a very cheeky question, and I, I love the trooper designs in Solo. They are phenomenal. Mud troopers, patrol troop, troopers. You've got the guys on top of the train. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. With, the magnet feet. Uh, the, yeah, magna magna troopers. Whatever yeah, they whatever they called. called. Who knows? Yeah, we'll call them that. Who, we'll see them soon. Who, in a few days. We will watch along. 
this Friday, mate. Sign up, $2 a month. Um, yeah, so love it, Tommy. Thank you so much for the spicy question. Yes, sickhead. And last but not least, we have another question from a pretty boy. He's a real pretty boy. Um, big boy Dunn. Davey Dunn. Let's hear it, mate, boy. What's up, guys? This message is coming to you directly from Ogre's Cantina on Batu. Uh, you might be able to hear a very famous song in the background that's just been uh, just been dropped by the DJ to my left. I spent too much money. I bought too much stuff. I don't know how I'm going to get it home, but hey ho. Uh, I've just drowned my sorrows with a carbon freeze, which was a delicious. As there's only two rides here, a little question popped into my head for you guys, which is, if you could design a ride, Disney have given you overall design decisions all over to you guys. What are you going to design for us to go on here at Batu? I'm going to go grab another drink. Uh, see you when I'm back. It sounds like Dave's had a couple of fuzzy tauntauns when he was recording that, doesn't it? <laughs> um, that is a banging question, though, to be fair. One we haven't had on the sessions and one we haven't spoken about. If we had uh, planning permission to create a ride at Batu, what would mm. it be? That is a banger, Dave, to win the uh, Bantina on. Lukey Boy, what would, you, um, what would you commish? I would base mine on um, two other Disney rides that you. Uh, one of what actually one of them you can find at any Disney park. I think um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean is effectively mm-hmm. like a river ride, and you just go on a tour, and it's just really chill, really simple. But Matty Boy, it's one of my favourite rides ever, and it's because it focuses on quality all around you. You know, like immersion. And I think something like that would be awesome for Star Wars. Something chill, something all the family could go on. Um, and you could make it like a tour of like some weird alien market or something. Could you imagine? You're just going through this like river yes. tour ride or something, like a safari. And it's just could you, the filth. And it's going through like Jeddah or Coruscant or something like come that. On, and. Come on come on come on it would be absolute filth um or another equivalent would be like the navi river ride at disney mm-hmm. world in the avatar the that, that, that would be sick um alternatively you could do the one and only youngling slang simulator yeah lightsaber <laughs> lightsaber and just whack 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 and you know and for an added bit of filth you have to program your name in so they say Luke Bly, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? So you really get that personalised experience. Yes, big time. Big Dad. time. <laughs> that's a great... That's, that is a very, very cool answer, mate. Um, yeah. Am I going to be a Thanks, bit more man. basic? Because what I think they need is a proper good roller coaster. I want some sort of roller coaster oh. experience where it's a bit like... It's a bit. It's a pod race or something along... Or it's a space battle. So you feel Ooh. like you're in... You feel like you're in that kind of environment. Uh, because you know there are there are many roller coasters around the world that start off indoors, go outside, finish indoors, whatever. So you really can get that immersive environment. But I'd love something like that where you feel like you're being chased, or you have to do something along the way as you go. Maybe got to shoot a few things whilst you're going eighty miles yeah, an hour. But I'd like cool. to see some kind of like pod race themed roller coaster, or a speeder themed roller coaster, or like a scout trooper. You're going like you're only a little scout trooper, and you've got to go through like that. 
But mine would be a, a more of a roller coaster because we've got Rise of the Resistance, which is the immersive bad boy. You've got uh, Smuggler's Run, where you're on the Falcon, which is a simulator kind of ride. I give us, mm-hmm. give us like a really bad boy roller coaster, like something mental like that. I'd say that's a good answer, mate. It's a good answer, and it's a great question it's from Mr. Question. Dunn, who you're going to hear from soon on another Collector's Guild episode that's on its way. So, keep again, keep your ears open for that. Uh, keep your ears out. Keep your, keep your ears what did ready. We, why is there not? Why is keep that so hard? Peeled. Stay on target. Over, stay on target, lads. Yep, yeah, do stay on target. Stay on target. Yeah, guys. Honestly, that they are for banging questions from our patrons this month you can do that if you sign up to a certain tier at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions go and check it out to find out which one thank you so much jimmy tommy (laughs) vadim dave for those great questions but that's going to bring an end to our time here in the bantina bartender sorry about the mess but we're going to be back again same time next week here in the bantina It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Game! Yeah, boys, yeah, girls, here we go, the game. Each week we end Star Wars Sessions with a Star Wars-themed game. We alternate who's going to host it this week. I'm going to host it. Luke Bly, do you want to know what you're playing this week? Of course, mate. What are we doing? It's, it's a fairly naughty one. It's a fairly simple one, mate. It is a Book of okay. Boba Fett themed. I'm just going to give you some quotes from the show. And I just want you to tell me who said the quotes. I love it. So love it. Very simple. Yeah. Very to the point, my friend. They are only in episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, including the Mando one. So they're not in Mando. They're just Book of Boba centric. All right. You ready, mate? All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. DJ. Come on, Brian. Come on, the noggin. music. Right. Who said this no hard feelings it's just business no hard feelings it's uh, boba fett said that yes he did nice and easy to start with you know who he said it to cassantin yes he did say it to cassantin in episode three um yes who said loyalty and solidarity are the way loyalty and solidarity are the way oh Mm. my dad dinjarin Yes, you got it right, my friend. Yeah, yes. Boy, yeah, Come boy. on. Come he on. Said, as long as the spice keeps running, everyone will be left alone. Cadbane. Ladbane, I'll give you that one. Yes, mate, you are right. Lad. It was Cadbane. Everyone will be left alone. Yeah, um, that's it. That's it. I love it. Nah, mate, that is, he, he, he was excellent in this. But, yeah. Okay, yeah. who said this? I don't control the wants of others. I don't control the wants of others. Oh. Oh, my days. That's a tricky one. Oh, that's a hard one. You know, uh, <laughs> it reminds me of that time I was down in Australia and uh, I just went to the food court, got a Diet Coke and some noodles and <laughs> some punk took a photo of me. And I don't know, mate. Classic I photo. I, it is a classic photo. Um, I'm going to say... Say it one more time. Let me picture it. Um, I don't control the wants of others. 
Is it Paz Vizsla? Oh, that's not a bad shout. Paz Vizsla. That's not the right answer, though. beefy man, though. It isn't a right answer, my friend. Do you want to know who said it? Yeah, please. The star of the Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka Tano. She said it when, when Din Djarin said, I don't understand why you're okay with Skywalker's decision to train this kid, but you wouldn't. Um, oh. What else have we got? We've only got a couple more. Uh, okay. Of course, I've lost it. Okay, who said this? It's brand yep. new. Well, Jawa new. Oh, Pelly. Pelly uh, Motto. Pelly, that's it, you're right. We didn't even mention Pelly in the main show, but yeah. I'll go <laughs> Pelly said. We didn't. We did. um, she's there. Uh, I love Pelly. Um, who's, yeah. Who said, no, you can't say no, you're a droid. No, you can't say no. Pelly Motto again. Oh, you naughty Surely. dog. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, oh, yes, trying you to trick me, you no, filth I did. bag. I, I am trying to trick you. We have a couple more now because, annoyingly, you're doing quite well with these. Or the All book right. of Boba Fett didn't have many uh, great lines in it. You guys can be oh. the the winners there. Who said this? <laughs> Living with the Tuscans has made you soft. Fennec. Yep. Who said this? <laughs> Why Matt's like annoyed. Matt's annoyed that I'm getting these. Yeah, I am very pleased. Who said this? (laughs) People like us don't get to decide when we are finished. Um. Oh, that sounds familiar. People like us don't get to decide. Oh, that's Cad Bane. You going that Bane? Yeah. Fennec Shan said that one. Unfortunately, damn it. Damn um, it. Two more. We've got Fate okay. sometimes steps in to rescue the wretched. Fate Boba. sometimes steps in. Yes, it's Boba Fett. Yeah. That's it. And the last yeah. one, mate. Who who lifts up a, 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 a rat catcher droid and says, I am Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> who lifts I up a droid? Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> he pins this tiny droid to the wall. I, do you know who I am? I'm Boba <laughs> Fett. He's, he's like, well, he's just a droid, mate. Like, he's very funny because the droid and he chases down, but... him, chases him around the kitchen. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. Like that. That, it's yeah, wonderful, stupid, and it's like, weird. Stick nature. He's in his pajamas. Yes. What he's in is chasing his droid, and then just yep. tells this nondescript droid, "Do you know who I am? Yeah. I am Boba Fett." The droid's just like, oh, yes. What? I don't. I'm shutting down. I have not had enough of this. There you go, yeah. mate. You got about nine out of ten, eight out of ten. You did very well there, my friend. I love that. Bly is the king love of that. book of Boba Fett. Good job, my friend. Cheers, mate. This is the way. I am Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, Polynesian no. spa. Polynesian spa. And, as, and for me, I am done for this week's episode of Star Wars Sessions, episode one hundred and ninety-one. We are hurtling towards number two hundred. And we can't wait yeah, to get there. Yeah. However, for this week, that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. No one is ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? Uh, StarWarsSessions.co.uk. That is our swanky website. Search for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Tumblr, anywhere. Just search Star Wars Sessions and you'll find us. Send us a message or a voice note. We love voice notes. Send them to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk and don't forget about the patreon watch along that's happening this week guys this friday friday the 27th of january 2023 we're watching solo if you want to join us it it costs two dollars 
you spend that on like a coffee or a mediocre burger. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> mediocre coffee. Yeah, oh yeah, mediocre coffee. So so sign up for it, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yes, sir. And if you're not there, we are going to be talking about it next week and we'll, we'll be laughing all about it. But if you just want to support the show for free, we dig that. You can do so by leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice. And it does still include Spotify. Five stars helps the show grow. It gets us up the algorithm, introduces new listeners, and it's another way for us to hear from more of you each and every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your nearest unaltered clone, tell Mm. your cousin, the more the merrier, and the castle spicier. Yes, tell the nearest bass player, Thundercat or Flea, that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya, and from Luke... May the force be with you always. Luke! Luke! Yeah, come on. Senec fanned. Yep. Yep. They are Essex-based podcast heroes... I am. <laughs> I am Boba Fett. <laughs>